Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Kathy and Marie from Little Darlin's Games. These two sisters are best known for their game, Race to Stupid, and have recently launched straight to retail with their newest game, Pirate Blast, Battle for Monkey Island. Kathy and Marie, welcome to The Binge. How you doing? <laughs> We're Hi, awesome. Okay. Hi. So two sisters, uh, man, this is a cool interview because it uh, it really uh, made me think of my own journey, right? I've uh, My brother, Adam, is my... Uh, uh, my partner in Tin Robot Games. He's our design partner, and um, and him and I as brothers uh, came together and created our company and you know put our games out there. So when I see other siblings doing the same thing, oh man, it just hits me right in the heart, and I, and I love to uh, it just pulls me right in. So let's start with the history. You were two sisters. Did you guys always play games growing up? We did. We played tons of games as kids. Got it. You didn't really realize it until later. You kind of had that retrospect of, wow, we did play a lot of games. My parents would always, you know, Christmas, we always got tons of games. And we kind of lived in an isolated small town. So winters were tough. You didn't go places. And we played a lot, a lot of games as kids. Yeah. What kind of games do you guys play? Um, Everything from, oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, The fun of being sisters, you talk over each other. And that's always a good time, too. but yeah, Bonkers is always a fun one because it's never the same game twice if you play that game. Sure. Um, and all the poor, of course, like all those standard board games, but Mystery Mansion's another one that we always had fun with. So you have to like hide treasure and that kind of thing. And then, I mean, a deck of cards gets you a long way. So sure. we always were playing, you know, card games with our, our grandmother used to play scat with us. So a good way to learn how to count. Um, and Thankfully, our, our dad never let us win. We had to we had to learn how to win as far as that goes. So playing cards with him was always entertaining. So, yeah, Cer- certainly the cards I, I can definitely relate. And for those who know me, know that uh, our game Queen of Scots is based off a game my grandmother taught me when I was a kid. And you know, I don't think we talk about that enough. You know. Th- especially when it comes to card games, I think, right. Mm-hmm. I know with my grandparents and a lot of my friends with their grandparents growing up, it was usually the grandparents that were teaching them how to play these kind of classic card games. And I know a lot of people often talk about their, you know, with their siblings playing board games and so forth, but those card games is that, that kind of earlier generation, isn't it? I mean, definitely. And that's, I mean, we even talk about it with our, with our cousins, you know, because whether whoever was at her house, you know, that's, you were playing cards. And then you, you know, watch the, watch the grownups play gin, you know, it's like, Ooh, wait, wait till I can manage that, you know? So yeah, it's definitely a good time. And then, so, and I know that your, your genre of games you guys are in is, is family type games, casual type games. Um, are you too, like, how deep are you guys into kind of the modern day indie type games? Do you guys go deep on other, like take euros or like Azul and things like that? Catan, are you playing any of these kind of games or are you guys sticking with that kind of more family type classic game? We dabble into those games and like, yeah. like we want to play them, but then it's like, like we did play as well. We're like, okay, this is pretty cool. But it's like, then we're like, when do we have kind of the time or like sit down with the more involved instructions? It's just like not something we gravitate towards. Like we love them and appreciate them. We're like, ooh, this is cool. Like, so we like yeah. that part of those games, but like we we don't we sit down and play like the quicker, like a sushi go kind mm-hmm. of game than than the more involved games, even at this point. And with your company, are you is this like a full time for you guys, or is this something you do as a side project and you have day jobs, or how is that arranged with the two of you? 
Yeah, we we definitely have day jobs, okay. um, which is which is kind of the the fun part of it. That it was not. If you had told me when I was a kid, hey, someday you're gonna you're gonna have a game, you're gonna design a game, I would have been like, how? You know, how's that even happen? <laughs> so, um, in in the real world, um, I'm a veterinarian, so I've been practicing for over 20 years now. So when I was 10, that's what I wanted to do, and thankfully I get to do that now. So wow, that's, yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun to say the least. Yeah. And Kathy, what, what's your day job? What do you do? So I'm a landscape designer. So again, very relatable to game design, you know, <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, the only benefit is I, I do have some graphic background. So I, I do think in that sense. So that is one thing that kind of came into play. Um, but yeah, I, I design landscapes for corporate companies by day. And then I also have, you know, a little bit more insanity. I have a side business where I help little small mom and pop landscape companies and do their design hmm. work on the side too. So I have another business as well as little darlings game. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, often like when you say something like, you know, these are kind of unrelated, um, uh, jobs, I look at it the opposite way. Right. And when I talk to people in this industry, it's almost like you can take any job you're doing and, and relate it to the board game industry. And that's what is encouraging for me that people maybe dabbled or think a little bit about it and think, well, I don't know if I have the skill set. You can pull skill sets from what you do for a living and and use that in as your day job, right? So, you know, Marie, for example, with you know, as a veterinarian, very detail oriented role, uh, record keeping, you gotta be meticulous about that. These are types of skills that you need when you're putting together campaigns or you're doing sourcing or you're working on logistics, landscaping, you know, design and 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 you know how things flow and so forth. Again, something that you can relate back to to game design. So I can look at pretty much any <laughs> occupation out there awesome. and, and show you how that relates to board games. And so that's uh, like and your I, six degrees of separation, you know, of, of yeah. Will Smith is like, nope, I can find any any job you have and I'll figure out how to relate it. So that's your absolutely, uh, absolutely. So how did you? It definitely does lend to that to me. You said that because we're always saying like, I'm the one that's looking at the details. Yeah. Um, Tony's yeah. definitely looking at the design. There's no doubt about it, but you know, who's going to catch the, the word that's misspelled, you know, definitely yeah. not me. It's definitely not, me. no, no, it's going to, it's going to be me or some other detail in it. Definitely more detail oriented. So, yeah. yeah. And often you can pull on those experiences into even thematically, right. With games, right. Mm -hmm. Like I could, I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about it at one point. Do we do like an animal themed game or pet oh, yeah. themed game? Yeah. Do we do one that's, uh, you know, tile based that, that kind of pulls in the whole idea of landscaping, right? In, in that regard. So, you know, there's different ways you can pull in thematically, skill wise and so forth. So that's pretty awesome. How did the two of you guys decide? Like, are you in the same city or how far apart do you guys oh, are? Oh, no. <laughs> 300 miles away. So he's in our hometown, essentially, or yeah. next town over, and I'm in Philadelphia. So, which luckily modern days, it's really not that big of a deal to, Zoom. to be far apart to do it. Yeah. Zoom or just, you know, hey, here's our files shared and look at it. And yeah, so it really hasn't been um, a, a big issue for us. But yeah, so how it all came about was um, Christmas time, 2019. My one cousin always gets a game again. So like we kind of, and that was a cousin we always played Monopoly with on our grandmother's porch too. So it's like, then you start thinking back, like he was always into games too. Mm -hmm. We'd always get a fun kind of new party game, whatever was out for the holidays. We'd go over and visit her and we'd always play. Well, this particular Christmas, she bought a trivia game, which something different. And you deduct the points if you miss the question. So it was just simple trivia questions kind of all over the place. Well, 
we didn't know any of them. And I kind of maybe drank a bit of holiday cheer, as my sister likes to say, and was like, <laughs> I'm like, this game is terrible. <laughs> like, it isn't any fun. It's like racing is stupid because you're getting points deducted. And I was like, wait, race is stupid. I'm like, that's a good name. And I've like went this whole thing of like, we need to make a better game and went on this whole big thing. Like yes, we do it and we'll make it fun and you don't need to know the answers. And that was, and then the next day when you're kind of sober, you're like, my sister was like, I think we have a really good idea and we should do this. And this, that's literally how it started. And we're like, we're not gonna be one of those people who say like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're like, no, let's actually do this. Like for whatever kind of reason we both kind of caught us of like, no, this is good and, and let's do it and have fun. And that's how we got launched with Race So stupid. Race is Stupid. So explain what this is. So is this like an anti-trivia game? Is it a trivia game? Is it a party game? Like describe it to us. So it is definitely a trivia game and it is definitely a party trivia game. So if you, and it can be for those people, we always, you know, 10 and up, play with your parents, play with your grandparents, play with your kids. If you know the answer to the question, you get a point. And yeah. everybody who's playing gets that point. Then the fun of the stupid part is whoever has the best stupid answer to the question gets two points. So mm. we always use the example or one of them is, you know, what's the nickname for the state of Florida? So if you know it's a sunshine state, you get a point. Now, everybody comes up with their stupid answer and you can be, you know, the crocodile wrestling state, the where old people go state, whatever you might like. And of course, whoever's asking the question gets to award those two points. So if you know who you're playing with, you know what they like. So you really don't have to know the answers. You could be really creative, have fun, and win the game. Is there like a voting in there at all? Or is it completely up to the person? A little bit like, I think it's like Cards Against Humanity is kind of like that, where you have the person that's basically judging blindly on these different answers and they try got to try to pick, right? Right, yeah. So it is, you know, it's it's a dictatorship. Whoever's asking the question gets to pick the answer. We don't, we don't want to have any like you know, debate about it or anything like, this is what I like. This is who I'm giving the two points to. So, yeah. So this idea came up in 2019. Uh, obviously something uh, happened worldwide a couple of years ago that people have heard of, right? COVID. Um, how did you manage the development process during that time frame? Um, obviously, it, you know, you had Zoom and tools like that, but, you know, still doing things remotely is not easy, right? So how did you guys kind of coordinate, kind of bring this thing together? Luckily, part of it, we moved, pretty fast from like next day bought the domain name like that oh, wow. was you know what something my boyfriend always says like if you come up with good ideas like just search it and buy it whether you ever use it so i'm like next day bought racesofstupid.com um and then we kind of went pretty quick of making like prototypes and we happened to be going on a, a trip with some friends and we had a prototype of it made by like end of january that year and we're, we're like no this is fun like and we were having a good time and we had like a base of some good questions. So it really kind of didn't take long for us to kind of get the proof of concept of like, no, it is fun. And then we played with other other people. And they're like, no, it's, it's, you know, it's a good idea. So we kind of jumped right in kind of pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just a matter of getting our trivia questions. Again, I did the graphics. So it really didn't hinder us a whole lot in, in a way. So, cause again, we would go back and forth on questions. Is this one good? Is this not? How are we going to lay it out? So. It really, it's a pretty simple game. So it yeah. made it easy for our first one, honestly, that, that it was kind of a simple, basic game. And how'd you make that prototype? Did you use any kind of prototyping company like thegamecrafter.com or? Uh, um, we were very, very play or? Um, we used index cards. Yeah, um, perfect. <laughs> and, um, and I, taped, I taped together some dry erase cards I made or, or got or something that was like our, our answer cards because we had dry erase answer cards included in the box. So I literally like, 
scotch tape two together and that was yeah. our answer card <laughs> so that's it awesome was, it was real basic we had no idea who game makers were like we didn't know any of that when we jumped into this I you gotta use started... what's around you right like uh, yeah i mean yeah. most people have a dollar store near them and uh yeah. you know you'd be shocked at the things you can find in a dollar store that uh make great supplies for uh, for board game uh, prototyping right exactly yeah yeah so that's how it got started and then how did you get to the production side of it? So you've never made a game before and all of a sudden you're like, okay, we're just going to pump out this, uh, this, this, this social game and uh, with, with cards and uh, you know, the wipeable things. How did you bring all that together? Like, did you just start calling people or? Yeah, thankfully we, I mean, we started looking around at different companies, you know, who, who makes what, and we ended up connecting with Shuffled Inc. out of Orlando. Mm. Um, and so that's who we work with to manufacture the game. And they were super helpful. And then they worked with, it was actually produced in China, but they worked with us. So yeah, like a local they broker, set it all up, which was, which was great. So yeah, we worked with their designers for setting up the cards, getting all the dimensions, all that kind of stuff. So, and then how did you go about <laughs> selling? Like, so like, where do you store Do you have them stored somewhere? Or do you guys store them at your house? Like, where do you guys, how do you work at the logistics of this? Logistics were not a thought. <laughs> when we did this either because yeah. um, who thinks of like how many games are going to look like what we didn't really think about that luckily my brother-in-law has a woodworking shop so I'm nice. like hey I'm going to have some games delivered to your shop so that's where a lot of them are right now luckily we have a facility that costs us nothing so that's been super lucky and then every so often he lives down the block I'm like hey bring me home you know so many cases of game I need to ship them out or whatever so <laughs> that's a uh, that's our logistics for, for race is stupid. And then when did you guys start selling? So when was the first kind of sale? Was o that in October 15th of 2020? We, mm. our games, like we had them in hand and Brie and I met halfway so I could give her games. Um, so that was, yeah. So it didn't take too long. We did get caught up in customs because that was kind of right when things were starting to get bad. Like they hadn't yeah. gone bad, bad, but we got, you know, I forget what they told us, what percentage of it gets stuck or being, you know, looked at closely. Of course, our crate was one of those that got inspected. So we were delayed. Um, so we started doing pre-sales. I think it was like mid-August, mid mid I think it was that okay. year. So we started taking pre-sales just through our website. And that's, that's so, so you're able to hit the Christmas season that year, which is good. Yep, we did. Yeah, we definitely did for that. Yeah. So being a small company, what, like, how do you, so what, what are your main sales channels? So you obviously have, um, your website, which is racestupid.com. Um, are you going to like trade shows and things like local shows and so forth and, and selling them that way? Have you been able to talk to any local, uh, FLG stores or how have you kind of approached the whole sales part of it? Yeah, so we're kind of doing a lot of different things. Um, everything from being in, there's a, a local brewery and they sell them at our nice. gift shop. So, which is pretty cool. So, um, so thanks, you know, Strawberry does a good job for us. But so like any kind of local gift shop we were in, which is great. Um, and then it is going to some of those markets and different trade shows and those kind of things too. So last year, so we actually got to go to, to PAX uh, Unplugged and that oh, was nice. our first big show, which was, which was really amazing. Uh, so that was the first big one, but yeah, it's any, anywhere we can get into contacting distributors, which Kathy actually knows more about that part than I do, but. Yeah. And then with your, now there's three games you guys have launched. So you had race is stupid and I'm trying to figure out, um, the other game that you had when that was launched. Uh, so was it called preparation or something like that? Prepare. Or? Prepare. Prepare. 
Yeah. yeah so we kind of got bit by the game developing bug and we're like, this was so, so much fun. Let's do another one really quick. And yeah. before we even figured out the first one. So again, just our way of, of doing things. Sure. Um, so it was, it was in the middle of the pandemic um, and we were kind of making fun of all the, you know, crazy things, the toilet paper shortages, everything that we kind of had to go through. And that's how we created a collections game. So you have to collect supplies to survive a pandemic. <laughs> so it's literally so we're like a basic card game. And again, it kind of built on some of those classic games of, you know, it's a little bit of Go Fish, a little bit of Uno, a little bit of Rummy 500 yep. kind of all rolled into one of our collections game of, you know, you did this, skip your turn, you know, you didn't stay six feet apart, you know, draw an extra card or whatever kind of thing. So all those, and then you have to collect as many supplies to survive and, you know, like extra soft toilet paper is worth more money than your regular toilet paper in your hand. So things like that. So that came probably june or july of that same year of 2020 so we didn't waste any time <laughs> just jumped right in and then when did the um uh the 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 monkey island uh pirate blast game when did that kind of come that idea kind of ferment in your mind i think it's where it started was actually probably even before we got to go to origins last year and kathy actually wanted to do like a 3d you have a pirate ship you're gonna like launch bombs and it's gonna be this whole 3D game. And then we were like, how are we gonna do that? Like, what? how can we do that and be realistic? Um, that's a big investment, big game. And then we're like, we can do this with cards. I bet we can do this with cards. Let's yeah. make a card, you know? And so that's where the, the game kind of started. And again, the things that you have, you know, drawing on index cards and kind of making a deck from there and then eventually doing stickers and, and developing it from there. But yeah, it really started out as, oh, wouldn't this be great to have a big 3D pirate ship? And now we have, a a card game, which, you know, but that, that did take a little, we put a lot more thought into everything from the artwork to directions. So I definitely would say we spent a lot more time thinking about this one um, yeah. compared to we can just do this. So. And that was kind of to the turning point of like, hey, we have a bunch of other games kind of in our minds and where do we start? Cause I have another one in my head um, called Space Toads. And so it's like, where, like you said, like, where do you go next? So the pirate blast game was kind of like, and we were kind of like, what's simple and easy that we can do, but make it better because now we've decided, you know, we do want to kind of keep doing this and we have, we have good ideas, at least we think we do, um, but we're pretty sure we do. So it's like, that was kind of the same point of like, okay, no, let's, let's kind of keep going with this was when we created pirate blast. So. I absolutely love creating the board from the cards i mean i just i love that and we've got a couple of games like that ourselves where the you, you, it's a deck of cards it you know it, it packs up very small when you lay it out you, your board is is constructed with the cards um can you walk us through like how you play this game i've got a picture on the screen here for people that are watching live or on the replay um you've basically got looks like five cards make your pirate ship uh, you have, I guess it's a two player game. So you got, uh, one pirate ship on one side and the player on the other side has their pirate ship. Take us through. How do you play the game from there? So actually it's up to four players. So oh, wow. Okay. Demo video. Um, we just did as a two player just to try to make it simple. Oh, so there's actually, it's four, four people. Everybody has their supplies. So there's cannonballs that you can throw at each person as they're taking their turn. So everyone has their own deck of cards. So you can shuffle them, you can, you know, kind of mix them up as you're going, everybody has the same ones. But then if you get a monkey, your monkey then can hang out on your ship, he can actually, you know, take a cannonball, throw it at someone else. And ultimately, the goal is you want to sink your friend's ship. So you want to use those cannonballs to keep putting them on your friend's ships. 
At the same time, if a dolphin card comes along, it swims along the bottom and takes off a cannonball and kind of saves you. Um, yeah, there's coconuts to knock parrots off of your ship. So you're using your supplies. And then there's also a bottle of rum that if you get the rum card, you get a little tipsy, you get confused and you end up losing a couple cards. So everybody's just, you're taking turns and playing one card per, and as you're going around trying to knock each other out, basically. Now you're playing them from like a hand, like you start off with a certain number of cards in your hand and then you're kind of drawing and, and playing. Is that how it works or? It's a blind deck. So you're not looking at your deck of cards, but everybody okay. has equal amounts of supplies. Um, so yeah, you're just like, you have a shuffle deck. There's 19 supplies that you have to either defend or blow up your opponent with. So. And when you have a four player game, is it kind of every person for themselves? Like, are you attacking the other three players or how does that work? There's kind of all different strategies depending on who you play with. Like we unfortunately <laughs> are the ones who everybody kind of gangs up on us when they play with us. Yeah. Um, but it kind of depends on the dynamic and, and some people want to do the like, Oh, I'm going to throw a bomb equally at somebody or it's just full on. I'm out to get this person, this game because they won last time or whatever reason, you know, I'm going to sink my mom or the you know, kids will team, team up on a sibling. So kind of the play varies depending on who who's playing of, of, of their strategy of who they're going to sink or how they're going to sink them. Now, if people gang up on you because you're the creators, is, is that why, or? Yeah. 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 It's, I think it's fun to take us out early. Like yeah. I'll show you going to sink your ship. <laughs> yeah. Like clearly, you know how to play. So I'm going to take yeah. you out first. So, yeah. I've got a game. Um, one of the, the first one we launched, thanks, but no thanks. And every time we're at a trade show or we're at a game night and that game comes out and my brother's there with me, he'll turn to the people across the table and say, you know, he actually created this game, (laughs) (laughs) right? You should, you should target him first. And I'm like, whoa, Geppetto, just take it easy here. Right. Mr. Mr. Puppet master. Let's just go easy. But yeah, yeah, he gets a kick out of that. Just getting everybody right away. I was like, oh, I got to take out the creator. Absolutely. You know, you can just see them getting warmed up and ready to go. Yeah. And you have those friends who just, they're happier to take somebody out than to win. They're like, I could save myself or I could take you out and you take you out. So yeah. The kamikazes, right. So it's like, it's not about winning. It's just yeah. about that person losing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. The dynamics that people, you know, what they, what they will do. So. Yeah. You see that a lot with siblings. I think I, that it used to be oh, like yeah. that with, we stopped playing the Catan is now banned from our house. <laughs> It's too many fights in the family, right? And I got a lot of siblings and my gosh, it was a lot of those kind of conversations of, well, I don't need to win. I just need to take him out, right? So yeah, th- that family dynamic really uh, makes it interesting. How did, do you guys get a chance to play a lot of games together, at least virtually at all? Or like uh, how, how in this point in your lives and you've got such distance you know, between you, where's your life for playing games? Are you independently playing with people? Are you playing a lot online? Like how do you guys approach gameplay? Um, luckily we see each other quite a bit and like when we are doing events it's like we sure. pick something up or want to play so that's usually when we're doing it so anytime i'm home we're like okay let's try this one let's you know see what this one's about so we, we get to do a fair amount of of play testing together of, of other games so and then how does the play testing work is it predominantly the two of you or you do you guys have like a, a network of people that you're able to tap into and, and get them to try it and give you feedback and so forth? Or how do you kind of work through all the kinks, so to speak, in the, these games? Yeah, when we did uh, Race to Stupid, we basically just used our close group of friends mm. and that was it. And we didn't go in family, you know, so it was all friends and family and didn't really go much beyond that. And you kind of realize, okay, they, they like what you're doing, some of it because of what you're doing, but at the same time, we're like, okay, we have to expand out. 
So when we did Pirate Blast, we kind of enlarged how many people we were playing with. Um, and then we also use, there's a, a great store in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania called Pops Culture. Mm. And they do Friday night game night and they invited us and we got to play with their store regulars, the people that always came in on Friday and got uh, like amazing feedback from these people who didn't know us at all. And it was really incredible, but it's like one of those and, stores. And not even though the type of games they normally play. So, you know, they were playing like the Azuls, the Catans, the even more, the Mysteriums, like those. Mm. So our game was completely not what they're normally playing on a Friday night. So it was fun to see them kind of in a different world too of playing more of a simple game like ours are. And then, and like, yeah, and really gave us incredible feedback. Like, hey, did you think of this? Or certain, somebody had a play aspect would be like, one of our, our cool things is we have a pelican and he can dive in the ocean and pick out a supply and then use it, whatever it is. Mm. And this guy was like, well, why would you, you, you were, that's kind of not a good idea because you would only ever use a bomb. And I was kind of like, hmm, I I'm like, I'm like, I don't think so. So we are playing next round, whatever it was, my Pelican scooped in and sunk him right away. And he thought like that, like, how could that have happened? Like he, it was just completely out of like how he was thinking that card was useless, but I'm like, oh no, there's more ways to use the Pelican in the game. So was there any changes you guys end up making as a result of some of the feedback you had or some of the play testing? Like what were some of the things as you're kind of working through? Oh, these prototypes. Yeah, I mean, it, like in the beginning, we had basically a lot of useless cards. Like now your supplies are down to these 19 cards that each person gets. In the beginning, I think we probably had like each person's deck was like 30 cards and we had cards that didn't do anything. So what was the point of that? So we got rid of a bunch of stuff that wasn't useful, um, changed some of the rules, especially with the bananas and how they, you know, distract monkeys and that kind of thing. So, oh uh, yeah, we definitely, it, it made a, it made a big difference. I mean, the, the the plan of the game of destroying each other's ships is still there no matter what you know throwing those cannonballs but all of the particulars of all of the rules and really kind of getting down to the, the, the fun cards really made a difference in the play testing for sure where are you guys headed as a company what's your overall plan like it, or is it to kind of get as many games out there as possible is is this always going to be a hobby for you guys or is there any thoughts about this taking over more of your 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 day schedule i'm sure you guys have these kind of conversations all the time is you know where, where's it going i think eventually yeah i mean if we can get it to that point where this is all we do i think we would love to do that's all we <laughs> every day who won um see i think that is the goal depending on again the next trajectory of 10 years or so years um of our careers um, so yeah, if we can cut back on our normal careers and do more of this, definitely. Um, Game-wise, we definitely have a backlog, um, but we're kind of always, where we go next is maybe expansion packs on Race is Stupid, mm. expansion on even Pirate Blast. We already have new themes and ideas for Pirate Blast that could just be Space Blast, different scenarios. Um, so those are kind of when we're, we're still trying to figure out our schedule. And then too, it's like, okay, I have like my space toads is still on the back shelf. Like when do I, you know, start developing that a little bit more. So we're still strategically thinking of those, but I think we'll probably do some expansions first as we develop the next new fresh game. Any aspirations to go on like Kickstarter or do any kind of crowdfunding? That's something that we always talk about. Uh, and it, it's kind of intimidating, honestly, when I look mm. at everything that goes into doing a Kickstarter, at least it seems that way to me. And again, you know, we're, we're, pretty new to all of this. So it just, yeah. looks like, uh, you know, it's, and I'm sure you can, you could probably speak to it more than anything. Like, it just looks like the, the time that we have to put into it to do it well um, 
might be more than what we can do right now. Um, but that's, it's definitely a possibility for sure. But yeah, that's, I'm, I'm currently just still intimidated by Kickstarter, quite honestly. It, it, it's a lot of work there, you know, that that's clear. Um, but there can be a lot of reward there as well and reward both in terms of the, you know, financially being able to get, you know, large backer count, which can get your, your print run size larger, which gets your cost down per unit and so forth, but also just the exposure, right? Overall exposure to just a much wider audience. Um, it still seems to be for indie publishers anyway, anyway, the, the way to go. Right. So uh, hopefully you guys can get over that, uh, you know, the, the anxiety around doing a campaign and there's lots of people out there in the industry that are, that are good at doing these kind of things. They're willing to lend a hand. Um, you know, I, I think something like a race is stupid, especially with the expansion pack. So it's sell the original plus the expansion pack. That it sounds like a perfect yeah. idea for Kickstarter, right? Like that it's got the right name. It's got the right idea. People love social games and so forth. So um, certainly I, uh, I hope to see you go in that direction. Well, I guess we'll see in the coming uh, couple of years. What is the next game? So what, what are you guys coming with? Is it this toad game or is there something else? Like, or, or are you taking a break or kind of what's, what's the next game you guys are coming with? I, I, well, I definitely think the expansions for sure. There's no doubt. And then, okay. um, but there's also thinking of the animal part too. We've talked about like a zoo escape type game um, where you're trying to get the animals back in. So there's, there's definitely that. Um, and we were even too Kathy working out like a flower game. Um, and so again, using the, the landscaping part of things for her. So yeah, those, they're, they're definitely there. And then of course, yeah, toad, the toad, space, would, toads. space toads would be another one too. <laughs> How do, how best do people follow you guys? Like, is there, do you have a Facebook group or an Instagram account or what? Like they're obviously race to stupid.com. If you want to check right. out your website and do any pre-orders, they can go there and check that out there. But if they want to follow your journey, your kind of day-to-day journey. Is there any social channels you guys are active in? Yep. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We do. I try to do a weekly. Again, I've heard other um, guests too, of like that social media kind of thing where we're getting better at it. Um, yeah. It's just our generation, just not what you do, but. I do find doing the TikTok videos. So we'll do like a series of like a TikTok of what the question of, of, of the week is. So I'll read one of the questions, then we'll have some stupid answers. And That's a smart so idea. we do that. So we do those on TikTok um, about once a week at least. So yeah, and, so we're on. And what's the handle? So if somebody wants to follow you, what, what are they, racist, they search? Everything is race is stupid. Race is stupid. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Well, guys, I can't wait to see this next, uh, this next journey for you guys. Uh, I'm again, fingers crossed. You do try the Kickstarter thing. Certainly there's a lot of people in the board game binge podcast, a Facebook group. I'm sure even dropping some notes there, lots of people I'm sure be willing to offer some advice and a lending hand. I want to wish you guys awesome. all the best in this coming year. Uh, thank, thank you, you James. So much. No so worries. It was great to meet you and talk to you. You take care. Cheers. Great one. This has been an episode of the board game binge podcast hosted by James Staley. Produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.